Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. What's going on, folks? Welcome into Circle City Cinema's breakdown of episode three of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am your host, Zach Griffith. Although, doing something different today. I'm by myself today. Alex Burr, uh, my usual co-host on these events. He is covering the NCAA tournament. Actually covering the national championship tonight. So, uh, good luck to him. Uh, I don't know who you guys got. I'm taking Gonzaga. Gonzaga, you know, you might say they got lucky against UCLA. Uh Caleb Lynn acting like uh, he won somehow in that game, rooting against UCLA, uh, rooting against the whole tournament, acting like he won. It's embarrassing. But uh, like I said, doing something different this week. I am uh, going to do a commentary. I'm going to watch episode three again and do a commentary for everyone to follow along with, all those listening. So feel free. I actually encourage it. Actually, I think that'd be the best way to listen to this episode. Um, fire up Disney Plus or however else you watch this uh, series. You know what I mean. And uh, get ready to press play with me. I'm going to do a live commentary. I'm not going to be providing sound from the episode because I do not want to get sued. I do not want the network to get sued, slapped with a lawsuit that we cannot afford. So... Uh, please, I encourage it. Uh, get ready to press play on my cue. All right, folks, press and play in three, two, one. All right, a little recap here. Bucky getting his ass beat quickly. <laughs> John meeting Falcon. Not going the way he hopes, I don't think. You know what, folks? We're just going to skip this recap here. We'll see what we got here. We're going to fast forward a little bit. Pass the credits here. All right, here we go. Real stuff now. Oh, yeah, this commercial. This commercial was actually uh, very well made, I thought, for a TV show. The Global Repatriation Council. It's, uh, I thought it was a really good idea. I mean, I thought the Flag Smashers were, I, I mean, that, that is, you know, give us, give us a real life take on what happened in those five years. You know, I mean, you look at these things from a real-life perspective, I know that's weird since they're comic book movies, but, you know, if half the world disappeared for five years and they just showed up one day, uh, it's going to get weird. You're going to have a lot of figuring out to do. And now, here we go. John Walker about to infiltrate Carly Morgenthau's previous position. Here we go. Munich. We're in Munich. Clearly, where uh, <laughs> this is, this is like a bot factory. 
This is where bots hang out. Okay, this guy's acting dumb. We saw this guy last episode. He's acting like he wasn't housing the Flag Smashers, but he's just lying. It's lying to his face. Wow, Walker. The heaters. That's bullshit. We know she came through here. Epic line from this dude. Says he knows who John Walker is and he doesn't care. Tough. Tough for the ego for John Walker. Really tough. And he got spit on. Tough. <laughs> tough. John Walker, you uh, could argue he's taken the most L's so far in this series. By the way, folks, we're halfway through this series. Halfway. And I also want to say, I don't feel like, I mean, it's, it's not even a feeling. I think it's just a fact. The hype just isn't there for the series. Like that, like it was for WandaVision. Couple reasons, you know, WandaVision was the first MCU product in over a year. I think closer to a year and a half. So, you know, and the the plot, the plot made it so where it was you were more hyped for it. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's more just, you know, taking doses. Okay, now uh, Sam and Bucky are about to break Zemo out of prison. I just want to say, I called this in our previous pod on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I had a hot take, which was a hot take at the time. I said, Bucky is going to bust him out. This is just a hell of a sequence. I mean, this is the second time I'm seeing this. Still a hell of a sequence. Bucky and Zemo, a little one-on-one. By the way, at the end of this, I'm going to do a little history lesson on... Baron Helmet Zemo. Zemo reciting the old words, yes. Being a, being a cuck. A little cuckery from Zemo. We expect it. Yeah, folks, I really recommend uh, watching along with this commentary. Otherwise, you're going to be experiencing uh, prolonged silences. So I, I strongly recommend watching along. Really great dialogue between these two. You know, this is really the only uh, one-on-one dialogue we've gotten between them since, you know, since Bucky was still the Winter Soldier and Zemo was taking control of him. Zemo goes, uh, it's an all new Zemo. I think we can all agree. It's a brand new Zemo in this series. <laughs> we did not get the Zemo, uh, this kind of Zemo in Civil War. It just wasn't, wasn't happening. Oh, good call by Zemo. Calls him desperate. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, understandably, Sam's pissed. Sam is very pissed. He does not like this idea. Little does he know, uh, the plan has already been carried out. Sam's that dude in the group chat who is always behind. He is always, he doesn't know, he doesn't know what's going on. We saw it with Isaiah, we're seeing it now. He does, he just, he's behind. He's always behind. Yeah, good point by Sam. 
He killed King Tachaka and blamed you for it. Yeah, that's a solid point. It's a good reason to not bring a dude out of jail. Yeah, I gotta say, Zemo could have fucked off any time during this episode and he didn't, so points. Spoiler alert, uh, my big winner for the episode is Zemo. It's, it's not even close. It's not even close. Big reader, Zemo. Machiavelli. Alright, so Bucky clearly had this all planned out. Already had the card and the book. Already ready for it. Also, tough look for the IQ of these prisoners. It takes uh, virtually nothing to get them to get into a full-scale brawl. He will kill you tonight. Kill him first. Simple. Zemo, for those who don't know, I don't think it was really uh, prevalent enough in Civil War for people to know. An absolutely skilled hand-to-hand combatant. I mean, in the in the books, he goes, you know, he goes toe to toe with Cap a few times, and it's he doesn't get washed either. It's relatively close. This is a guy with no serum, just straight skill. So you know, pretty impressive. Much like the Joker in that way. The Joker. You know, on paper, he should get his ass handed to him by Batman in a hand-to-hand fight, but he often doesn't. All right, so overall, way too easy for Zemo to to escape. <laughs> Just throws on a police vest and he's out. And now he shows up here in the garage. Sam's pissed. Sam is very pissed. Again, Zemo just being funny in this episode. Yeah, I, Civil War, there was no funny. There there was no comedic moments. There were none. You know, this is a totally new take on Zemo. This is a guy who's about to kill himself at the end of Civil War. And now he's cracking jokes, uh, getting down on the dance floor. Yeah, it's a totally different take. I love it. And opening credits, Zemo uh, cracks a smile. Knows he's been given a chance here. Okay, yeah, Zemo's fucking loaded. He's rich. Quality cars everywhere. Had a getaway bag ready to go. And the mask, folks. The famous mask. Yes. I'm a sucker. A total sucker for characters wearing their comic book costumes in the live action adaptations. Just a totally, total sucker. Now, in a way, Zemo is the perfect partner for these guys because Zemo. You know, as we came to find out at the end of Civil War, it was just trying to destroy 
the super soldier serum because he didn't want more avenger like people running around and doing what they did to you know his home his home country and that's what uh, bucky and sam are trying to do right here they're trying to end the flag smashers reign and end the super soldier serum which you know makes them uh, perfect matches Again, Zemo, private plane. I mean, come on, folks. The butler doesn't bat an eye. He hasn't seen Zemo for, ah, man, I don't know what the exact MCU timeline is here. I'm going to say seven years at least. I don't think he's seen Zemo in seven years. (laughs) And he's just like, hey, you're back. Come on, have some champagne. Okay, this Zemo uh, starts to read off names of people Bucky killed, knows immediately he's outmatched when Bucky has a hand to his throat. Easily the best exchange between these three characters in the whole episode, I would say. And Sam tells, Sam reveals that he knows that's Steve's book. He wrote Trouble Man in it. And a really funny moment here. (laughs) (laughs) The famous Zemo meme already. (laughs) It is a masterpiece, James. Complete. Comprehensive. Marvin Gaye, by the way, fucking rocks. Fucking rocks. Be a real indictment on Bucky if you didn't like it. I gotta say, Zemo has a point here. They put the heroes on pedestals and we forget about their flaws. That is a really, really, uh, not a bad take at all. I think this happened with Iron Man to some extent. Especially in the beginning. You really get a sense of how how smart Zemo is here. He knows they can't just walk into this place as themselves. Just so he's just one of the smartest. I mean, one of the best villains in the MCU. Period. But can make a case the smartest. I think you could pretty easily make the case. And here we go, Carly. Yeah, Carly unfortunately has to watch uh, one of her followers die. That's, you know, tough. If you're following along, I'm at the 1435 mark. Carly is uh, comforting her friend on her deathbed. Yeah, tough. You know, I, I I personally don't feel anything in this scene. 
uh, you can call me heartless, but uh, I just don't know Carly well enough to care about this. But I get why they throw it in there. I get why they throw it in there. Totally get it. Here we go. Great shot over the water. Madripoor, baby. Madripoor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who looks like a pimp. Zemo looks like uh, Joe Namath on the sidelines wearing the old fur coat. He does. Sam does look like that dude, the pimp. Also, uh, just casually walking on what seems to be a major road. Uh, You know, whatever. (laughs) On a bridge. Going to see Selby right now. Nice little escort. Again, Zemo just has all the arrangements. We're getting an escort. Total G. Oh, they're packing. Packing heat, folks. Again, this series is shot a lot like how Winter Soldier was. Just has that look. All right. The beat drops. Here we go. Mad Report Nightlife, baby. Let's get fucked up. I wonder if Bucky can get shit-faced. I doubt it. But that super soldier serum doesn't uh, allow it. All right, Madripoor, basically a... Uh, uh, how do I put this? A hipster Gotham. Just a really hipster shithole. Monkey skulls. Nice. All right, we're in the bar. Gotta say, Bucky uh, did a pretty decent job at uh, playing himself. His former self. Bartender suspects nothing. Hey, oh, a lot of of weird-looking figures in this this establishment. Maybe the biggest gauges I've ever seen in a person's ears. Oh, Sam getting the usual, which uh, is something out of a snake in a cocktail. I like to think Zemo uh, knew what the usual was for the pimp and got it anyway for Sam. (laughs) 
a little fuck you to Sam. Bottoms up. Bottoms up, baby. Tough. Tough beat. Again, the bartender just suspects nothing. Zemo getting shit from the guard. Power broker name drop. Now people are uh, speculating, you know, a lot like uh, the Mephisto series or theories were circulating in WandaVision. Uh, People are wondering who the power broker could be. I don't think it's a former... MCU character, I think it's going to be somebody totally new. That's just my take. I, I could be wrong. In some ways, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's somebody uh, we haven't seen in a while, but I, I doubt it. Bucky, hello. Again, uh, if you get punched with the metal arm, you're dead. I don't care. Fucking dead. Make the arrangements. Now the bartender hops into action. Now he senses something's wrong. Zemo loves it. And now the fun is over. Guns being cocked. Predictably, uh, Zemo plays the part perfectly. All right, now we're going up. Great shot here. Slow-mo. Needle drop. Love it. Love it. enjoy this folks love it little barren name drop by Sylvie really high tense scene here really high tense I didn't need the tiger sound effects from Selby there. Wow. Quite an offer from Zebo. <laughs> Tell me where the serum came from and I'll give you this dude. Selby, clearly, like, uh, if you're familiar with the John Wick series, clearly, like, the Winston in this scenario. Just runs the place. Knows everybody. Knows what's going on. 
Now again, a little background on where the serum came from. Again, well, this is the guy we're going to meet in one of the... Uh, yeah, and I don't know what you call them. One of the box, metal boxes in the end. Apologies for the dog, if you can hear him. Uh-oh, Sam getting a call from his sister. Answer it on speaker, son of a bitch. No. Watch your tone. Um, would have been fine without the Sam name drop. Hey, Selby down. Bucky fucking the shit up. Major John Wick vibes. <laughs> Major John Wick vibes here. Excommunicado. Sam running in heels. <laughs> I was cracking up the first time I watched this. Ow. Oh, fuck. Bodies hit the floor. I would say so, Zemo. And who is it, folks? But Sharon Carter. I gotta say, I, I could be wrong. I don't think we've seen Sharon Carter since Civil War. I could be wrong on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. Five years in real time. Nice little refresher there. We haven't seen Sharon Carter, and then we get an explanation why. She stole Steve Shield. Again, I'm not sure, well, I guess it's very plausible she'd let him stay with him, with her. I mean, her and Steve had a little thing, so, you know, makes sense then, makes sense in that way. What a pad for Sharon Carter, big time art dealer. Stolen, of course. Wow. Half the work in the Louvre is fake. The real stuff's here. Wow. 
wonder if that's true. Sam getting changed in front of the whole gang. Um, how is the new cap? What do you think, Sharon? <laughs> she is kind of awful now. The goody two-shoes Sharon is gone. Wolfred Nagel. Just just a sh- slimy name. Just a slimy name. By the way, who got it? The worst candidate. Wilfred Nagel. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he gets domed at the end of this episode. So, tough. A deal, folks. We have a deal. Lay low, blend in, enjoy the party. Oh, here we go, folks. (laughs) What a rager. What a rager in Madripool. These people are fucked up. Sharon casually dealing stolen art. (laughs) Oh my god. Zemo getting down. (laughs) Zemo getting down on the dance floor, folks. Love to see it. Zemo hammered. They know how to party. I would say so. Zemo enjoying himself. That was awesome. I <laughs> uh, forgot about that part. Splitting up, always a good idea in Marvel movies. Nothing ever goes wrong. Here we go. That's me, Wilfred Nagel. In a seemingly empty crate. Good rule of thumb. If the crate looks empty, it's probably not. Especially in these cases. And who finds it but Zemo. Those drinks. His hangover. Not as bad as we thought, folks. Still able to find secret passageways.
great scene. Great use of music in this episode. Just fucking great. Nagel, uh, scared out of his wits. Get out of my lab. Yeah, I heard his email once or twice. How about a counter proposal? This guy's doing like his best Ledger Joker impression. Yes, Sharon, we do have company. Sharon, badass. Oh. Metal pipe to the head. I don't think I'd get up from that right away. I imagine that's how Zemo's hangover felt, like a metal pipe to the head. Just kicking ass out here by herself. I think it's fair to say we miss Sharon Carter. Oh, <laughs> Bucky's not fucking around. That's just a great explanation here from uh, Nagel. Isaiah reference there. Oh, God. Just Erskine name drop. Just the typical, I was a god. Yeah, it seems like if you're any kind of villain, you have to say that at least once. Optimized. He also looks like a knockoff uh, Ryan from The Office. Even kind of sounds like him. So again, uh, we get a sense of how powerful the power broker is. Set up this whole lab for Nagel to continue his research. Donia Madani, uh, I, th I think that is the girl who died earlier in the episode. <laughs> Automatic weapon going off two feet in front of your face. You're going deaf. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dreadlocks goes down easily. 
What a scrub. Oh. Zemo puts one in Nagel's chest, and then uh, they get blown up. Now, it looks for a minute like Zemo's going to fuck off and leave them behind. Well, we kind of got anti-hero Zemo. Not even kind of, we do. I wonder if he'll get any kind of pardon. Oh, they got to get out of there. Lots of flammables. Lots of flammables. Again, kind of far-fetched uh, that they would survive that, but, uh, you know, we'll take it. We'll take it in stride, whatever. Quite the explosion. A lot of pretty graphic deaths on this show, especially for a Disney Plus show. I'm all for it. <laughs> you like living here? <laughs> At the 36.50 mark right now, if you're following along, which I really hope you are. Everybody's freaking out. Zemo, put on that mask, baby. Put it on. Here we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Kicking ass. Baron kick ass. Here we go. Well, they didn't show him shoot that guy, but I assume he got domed. Here we go. Bucky, a metal pipe. Oh. Dude impaled by a metal pipe. <laughs> Daniel Brule, who plays Zemo, he's just eating it up. Just yamming it up. Very nice. Very nice ride. <laughs> we'll get you that pardon. <laughs> Good little callback. You're not going to move your seat up, are you? No. All right, we see Sharon has some kind of help here. Don't know who that is, but I guess we'll find out. Back with Carly here. The Smashers.
Nice braids, Carly. Okay, I mentioned this in a, a previous episode, but Carly, uh, forget the actress's name, but she also plays Emphis Nest in Solo. Uh, so she's up and coming. She's only 22. And she's already been in Star Wars and MCU properties. So she's she's fucking killing it. Pretty good actress as well. Nice sense of how it is to take the serum. She says her veins are on fire. I mean, really, the only time we've seen that is in the first Captain America movie when Steve is in the uh, little vessel he's in and getting it injected all over his body, honestly. It's our only experience with someone uh, getting the serum. So I wonder if we're going to see that in this, sh- in this uh, series. I'd be down. Carly's a pretty good leader, too. People rally behind her. You know, that's that's what you want. first look at John Walker in like a half hour this dude just takes L's left and right so John uh, if he wasn't already becoming more antagonistic towards our guys Sam and Bucky I mean he said last episode uh if you get in my way, it's not going to be good for you. So, following through at least, he's a man of his word. Another plane ride. Another guy who takes L's. Isaiah. A lot of L's. Wow. Sam. Maybe I should have destroyed the shield. Whoa. Bucky really wants his shield back. Whereas Sam could either take it or leave it. Bucky just wants it back. More so leave it if you're Sam. Madani dead. You know, the first time I watched this and heard uh, Madani, I got I got a little excitement because uh, Madani... Dina Madani is one of the main characters in the Punisher series. 
So I thought, wow, bringing in uh, John Bernthal here, but no, no, no. Totally different Madani. Back with the Smashers. Gotta say, uh, these masks that they're wearing, they kind of suck. Looks like something you can get at Dollar Tree. Again, good intentions for the Flag Smashers, but uh, going about it the wrong way, I would say. Total wrong way. Oh! A little car bomb never hurt anybody. Well, Carly, uh, <laughs> Carly laying car bombs now. Tough. Not so easy to follow. I take back my earlier statement. Now we're in Riga. Bucky going on a walk, quote unquote. Again, when have you ever known Bucky just go get air? Come on, guys. We'll go for a little walk. We'll go for a stroll. Get some air. And here we go. Almost. Yeah, here we go. Bucky made some friends in Wakanda, evidently. And they're here for Zemo. Great little twist there. And then your patented seven minutes of credits, folks. No PS scene this time. Uh, overall, great episode. Great episode. And now, I said the big winner, in my opinion, was Zemo. And now I'm going to give a little history lesson on Zemo himself. So, again, this is from the source I used last time for, uh, I believe it was the U.S. agent, John Walker. Um, so here we go. Baron Zemo. Helmut Zemo is the son of Baron Heinrich Zemo, a Nazi scientist during World War II who designed super weapons. Heinrich Zemo was working on a glue, quote-unquote, adhesive X that could never be dissolved, hoping it could be used to immobilize allied troops 
Captain America broke into his lab, and in the fight, Cap's shield shattered the vat containing the adhesive, and Zemo's mask that we see in the show for a little bit was glued to his head. (laughs) So unlike uh, in the show, Zemo can't take his mask off. I wonder how he takes showers. I I really wonder. Like the the face and the hair just don't get washed at all. Tough, really tough. <laughs> Zemo uh, later went on to London to steal an experimental drone plane. Captain America and his teenage partner Bucky Barnes attempted to stop him, but Bucky was killed, and Captain America was flung into the ocean, where he froze into a state of suspended animation. So yeah, in the in the books, folks, uh, Zemo is the one who causes uh, Bucky's death. Really, actually, it's not too far off from uh, how he died, quote-unquote died in the first Avenger, where he fell from a train in the movie, he fell from a plane in the books. And uh, visually, the fall itself looks pretty similar. And uh, Cap, um, instead of flying a plane into the ice in the books, he was uh, flung into the ocean and froze, so... A little difference there. Didn't mind it in the movies at all, though. So when the Nazis lost the war, Zemo fled to the jungles of South America, where he conquered a small kingdom, as one does. Decades later, he came out of hiding after learning that Captain America had been revived by the Avengers. So we're looking at, like, 1960s in real time. Uh, Zemo formed the first Masters of Evil and later transformed Simon Williams into Wonder Man, but failed in all his attempts to destroy the Avengers. Wonder Man eventually came over to the good side. He was accidentally crushed by a landslide during a battle with Captain America. So, really tough. Zemo's hatred of Cap is what led to the rock fall that killed him. Quote-unquote, killed him. So, The Baron's son, Helmet, calling himself Phoenix, attempted to drown Cap in a boiling vat of Adhesive X, the aforementioned aforementioned, uh, Adhesive X. The liquid splashed helmet, scarring his face and giving it the appearance of melted wax. Now, we... I I have a feeling we might see this in... in our our series here. We might see something similar to this. You know, we get a little lab action... In this episode, we might get some more later on. Don't be surprised if the mask, you know, gets stuck to Zemo, if it's if some scarring going on. You know, we've seen it once with crossbones, some scarring to the face. So don't be surprised if we see it again. Zemo later organized a new Masters of Evil group. After the Avengers seemingly sacrificed themselves to quell the menace of Onslaught. Now, quick aside, Onslaught is... This sentient being who is a mix of Professor X and Magneto. Really powerful shit. I mean, kind of unbeatable. Kind of odd we didn't see him in any X-Men movies, but maybe Marvel will go that route. We'll see. Zemo became Citizen 5. Citizen V, however you want to say it. And turned his Masters of Evil into a heroic super team, the Thunderbolts. After keeping the Grand Master, you might remember him from Thor Ragnarok, from the wellspring of power, he claimed it himself, planning to use it to take over the world. Until the other Thunderbolts knocked him into a time vortex. Really tough mutiny there for Zemo. (laughs) 
Uh, if you're wondering who the Masters of Evil were comprised of, it was the Absorbing Man, who is typically a villain of the Hulk, Baron Zemo, Screaming Mimi, Mr. Hyde, Moonstone, The Fixer, and Power Man. Now, I have not heard of most of those people, so I can't give a lot of background on anybody besides Absorbing Man and Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is exactly how you think he is, as the, you know, the normal Mr. Hyde, but yeah, those are Masters of Evil. Returning from the past, Zemo dedicated himself to helping the world, but the revelation that Captain America had covered up the crimes of the Winter Soldier, which were committed under mind control, as we already knew, embittered him. He exposed those crimes and then turned his wrath on Hawkeye, for wresting control of the Thunderbolts from him. Uh, so they got a little history lesson on Baron Zemo. A lot of Barons in the Marvel Universe, but Zemo, uh, you know, I'd say other than Baron Mordo, who will be, I assume, one of the main antagonists of Multiverse of Madness, um, is probably the most prominent Baron in Marvel Comics. So there you go, folks. Hope you enjoyed this little uh different again i highly recommend listening to the commentary while watching the episode otherwise it's just not gonna work that was that was the point of this so you could listen to it while following along with the show itself uh and as always folks thanks for listening check out all this stuff on the running hook network we had a new brand new show on the network premiered today, Divine Rhyme, with Dylan Hughes and Will Hogsett. They're breaking down some early J. Cole material, so check that out. I listened to it at work today. Very good. Very good debut. Very good episode for a debut, and a solid, solid addition to the network. So go check that out. Check out all our other properties uh, on cinema coming up. Well, unless Sandy, Bryce, and Caleb will probably be joined by Alex, I'm assuming, to break down tonight's Natty between Gonzaga and Baylor. So check that out. I'll be watching that. I took a nap after work so I could uh, not fall asleep during the game because it's at 920, which is uh, bullshit if you ask me. Um, On Circle City Cinema, got some stuff planned. Road to Fast 9. Probably kicking back up this week or next. We have a fast forward to talk about, which is simply titled Fast and Furious. I'm going to do my best not to call it by that lazy ass name. Uh, later this month, I have a Boys in the Hood 30th anniversary pod planned with JD Hall and his brother Jamal Jones. So check that out. Uh, let's see. I have a sports movie draft coming up on cinema with Bryce Shaddy, Devin Voss, and Ryan Gregory, the top crew joining Bryce and I, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, I have a controversial pick that, uh, you know, I'll just say it right now. It's not a sports movie, but I'm going to make a strong case that it qualifies and I should be allowed to pick it. I expect heavy backlash, but Hey, wouldn't be the first time. And then the favorite movie series. Next up is Dylan Hughes. He is currently deciding between Moneyball, Parasite, and I forget the third movie he was deciding between. But one of those three, he's up next. And then after that, I believe it's uh, Devin with Wolf of Wall Street. That'll be a rager of a pod. So 
Check all that content out on cinema. Check out all the content on the Running Hook Network. And as always, folks, thank you for listening.